and welcome to the latest episode of Shrews Views with me, your host, Johnny Drury, and as always, Salah correspondent, Ollie Westbury, where we talk about the latest goings-on down at the Montgomery Waters Meadow and what a few weeks it has been for Salah. A catalogue of wins on the bounce, followed by a draw at Exeter, up to eight, five points off the playoffs. It's certainly been a fun time to be a Salah fan, and I imagine, Ollie, a fun time to be the Salah correspondent as well. How are you, my friend? I'm very good, mate, Johnny. I'm very, very good. How are you? I'm very well, pal. Very well. Not as good as, as everyone down at Salop, though. Just until Tuesday, couldn't stop winning. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's been a, it's been quite a few weeks, really, hasn't it? It's been quite a few weeks. I mean, it feels like a dis- that those three games over Christmas where Shrewsbury lost three on the bounce, and then, unfortunately, they lost to Sunderland in the FA Cup. Um, they feel like but a distant memory. Um, you know, things have kind of changed so much in that such a small space of time so you know it's been it's been fantastic it's great to cover the club while they're winning um in certain games they played really well and and they've been you know absolutely full value for those points and then in other games they've shown a, another side to their game like the ugly side that they can you know they can dig in they can be resilient they can show real determination and and come out on top and you know they've done that as well so you know Given, I think, also what's probably worth pointing out as well is that it's not just necessarily been a straightforward kind of, you know, seven games uh, and just unchanged sides. They're also dealing with, you know, they ended the game again against Exeter playing a four at the back, which they don't often play with. Leahy, who is that probably the club's best midfielder, playing at centre-back. Probably Jordan Shipley, who is the club's best left midfielder, playing at left-back and only one actual defender. Uh, playing in the back four, and they still managed to keep a clean sheet. So that that you know credit must go to the coaching staff. It must go to the players. It must go to Steve Cottrell. Um, you know it's been quite a phenomenal achievement to be honest. Um, and he's determined to set to keep saying you know like the the kind of thing the foundations have been built, but you know it's going to be potentially a good season. But I imagine he is thinking it's all about how we kick on from here. Yeah, well, yeah. we could we could go back through all the victories, but we'd be here for, for quite a while talking about the, the different talking points. So we'll look back on the last week. We'll go to Vale last Saturday. Uh, 3-2 victory as Salah kept their winning run going in what is billed as a bit of a bit of a derby. There's a bit of needle in that game, certainly between the fans anyway. Um, I'll, I watched it from the comfort of my sofa, but from what I can sort of gather at Shrewsbury at the moment, you know, where, where they're at, there hasn't been this in maybe previous seasons. When they fell, but they fell behind quite early on. But there was always that confidence that they would get back in the game. There's no no concerns that they're not going to be able to get back into it. You know, you can tell by the atmosphere, even watching it from home, that you know they're confident. In, the fans are certainly confident in the the ability of the players with what they're doing at the moment, and that and that showed with the first, three third, first half goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's been something that the the manager has been quite keen keen to point out. Actually, uh, I think it was one of my stories last week that. You know that he thanked the fans for the effort and you know the constant support that they've kind of put in um whilst co- whilst whilst following the club around and and yeah I, th- I think so i mean shrewsbury have been playing well haven't they they've been playing well they've been getting results and they've, they've got goals in them like you know exeter i can't remember the last time shrewsbury failed to score i think exeter um it was probably the first time in a long while so so it felt like it, they do feel like they've got goals in them um, so, so yeah, they didn't, you know, they didn't get on the backs. They just kind of 
kind of roll with the punches and 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 yeah i mean it was quite a remarkable first half really wasn't it the fact they went one nil down quite early and then you're thinking oh god what is this going to be the end of the good run and then before you, you blink and it's three nil at half time um so yeah that was a fantastic result it was a i didn't realize how much of a derby it was well i don't know is it a derby i mean port Vale's in stoke yeah there's always there's always been a little bit in it and then Stuart Dunn was on the commentary, the I follow commentary, and he called it, and I, I love it when commentators do this. The road between Shrewsbury and Port Vale must be like, I don't know, I'm just plucking it, the A40 or something like that. Referred yeah. to it as the A40 derby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was a, you know, a little bit of that. And they're just also on 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 Vale and what happened on, on Saturday. I'd like to see some stats that of Shrewsbury, you know, the, chance, the, the clear-cut chance they create and the goals they score from from set plays, because that Dunkley one looked right off the training field. I know in f- at first glance it looked like a header, but it sort of can- like rocketed in into the corner off his, off his upper thigh or his knee. Um, but they just looked so dangerous at, at set plays. I think they did all afternoon or for the majority of the afternoon against Vale. It's proven to be a bit of a bit of a weapon for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been a weapon for them all season, to be honest. Um, whether that's yeah, that's not just a it's not just a recent thing. I think Matthew Pennington scored six goals. I mean, he's been unavailable recently due to a head injury. But Matthew Pennington scored six goals. I think Dunkley's now scored four. I'd have to fact check that. But he's also, um, you know, come up with some really important goals as and when Town have needed them. And and yeah, that they're good. They're good in that department. They're good. They're aggressive. They attack the ball. Um, and they look dangerous. They've got not generally they have three big centre halves on the pitch. And they have pretty good delivery. Tom Bayliss's delivery has been pretty good. And, and yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a really, really important um, aspect of the game. You know, set pieces. I mean, that's definitely a way, um, a way to score goals. So, yeah, it, they've been incredibly effective from those. But they've also, you know, been scoring goals from, from open play too and, uh, and, and a bit of individual brilliance. So it's been one of, the, it's been one of those kind of runs where, Pretty much everything, in terms of on the pitch football-wise, everything's gone their way. I suppose it hasn't gone their way in terms of injuries. I mean, Taylor Moore kind of went off on 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 Tuesday night, which was a blow. Um, hopefully, Tom Flanagan and Matthew Pennington will be will be available for this weekend. We kind of we go to see Steve Cottrell this afternoon um, for his pre-match press conference. So hopefully, he'll be able to shed a little bit of light at that stage on, you know, where they're at. Um, but you know. Absolutely full of praise for everybody associated with the club, really. Um, it's been a really, really good six weeks. And, you know, you can't help just, just be happy for them, you know. I'm at the training ground an awful lot. Um, I see the work that goes into it more than most people, uh, the hours of preparation, um, how much they all care. So it is nice to see. It is nice to see the players doing well. It's nice to see the coaching staff doing well. Um, so I'm really pleased for them and I just hope they can keep it up. And then we moved to Tuesday, obviously went down to Exeter. You talk about the injury situation there, which we'll, we'll come on to a little bit bit later on in this jam-packed podcast. But at Exeter, you know, Cotswold, because of that, Cotswold referred to it as a as a positive point. And it was one of them, I suppose, the run of wins couldn't, couldn't go on forever. And it's better to continue it with a draw than abruptly end it with a defeat, I suppose. Yeah, they played. I, I thought they played pretty well, pretty well against Exeter. Um, it was an even game. It was a good game. Uh, there were opportunities at both ends. Shrewsbury, if Shrewsbury had won, 
I, I don't think you could have um, you could have said they weren't full value for it. Um, Tom Bayliss at the bar. You know, there are other opportunities. Bayliss went close again in the second half when he had one that went just over. Uh, Christian Sadie had one that came to him at the back post and he kind of had a shot and he kind of skewed it wide. But Elliot Bennett went just narrowly wide with the free kick. The, the, the host had 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 chances to um, Marco Morosi. Um, was pretty good in between the sticks. Um, so fair play to him because he hasn't always been called upon in this period. But, you know, when he has done, he's been fairly reliable too. So he must get a mention. But it, it was a, it was an entertaining game. Exeter probably, you know, had had more of the ball. I'd have to check that. But Exeter had more of the ball. But didn't really. It's kind of accustomed to it when we see sides play Shrewsbury. They kind of have more of the ball. But you kind of, they're always there thinking, well, you've got the ball. But not really going anywhere with it um and for at times that did feel the case whereas you know town don't don't pass it for passing its sake um which i think some people some teams are kind of like it's the in style isn't it it's that pass it round and to kind of go absolutely nowhere and keep passing it between uh, the center halves whereas town don't really do that and and they're probably more effective um um so yeah uh, interesting interesting game it was a good game to watch i really enjoyed it um and 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 yeah it was a it was a good point it's a good point i i did think going into the game i would have loved town to have won and to, to got the to got the seventh win on the trot for the first time in almost three decades but at the same time the realist in me was thinking well if we can just not lose then you know that's a really really good effort so you know pleased yeah you can't get uh you can't get too greedy of these these circumstances. Uh, you meant we. You mentioned the defensive um, issues. I'm guessing Tom Flanagan, his ban comes to an end. I'm guessing for this weekend. But Matthew Pennington um, has been ruled out for a few games now. Well, do we know if that's going to continue, or or is that a, a worrying one for Salop fans? Um, it's a difficult one. Probably not a worrying one. So I think, as far as I'm aware, it's being treated as like concussion because. So what I gather is, I think Shay Dunkley headed his cheek. Um, so, yeah. I would I mean, like to have my cheek headed by Shay yeah. Dunkley, to be honest. I think he was a bit groggy. He was a bit groggy on the first week. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a tough one with Matthew Pennington. Each game, I must admit, from my from my take on it, each game that Town have played, I mean, I was. Surprised to not see him, first of all, in the game against Oxford. I didn't realise that he would have been kind of quite knocked about as much as he was. So I was surprised. But then each game after that, I thought Pennington will come back in. Pennington will be OK now. So I thought that he'd play against Port Vale. I thought he would have recovered enough to have played. But obviously he hadn't. Um, and then when we went to see Cottrell, he kind of said that he was better. And, he, uh, and I was thinking, OK, well, we're definitely going to see him at Exeter. But then obviously he didn't play there. So I, I'm reluctant to say that we will definitely see him at Accrington because, you know, the last two times I, I was convinced that he would play and he hasn't. Um, so we will just have to wait and see. I wouldn't say it's a particularly concerning thing. It probably I'd like to have him back, especially with the injury to Taylor Moore now. That's that's not it's not ideal, Taylor Moore getting injured. Um, so they'd like to have him back just for a bit more, you know. Um, solidity with those back with that back three. So we'll see. We'll see when it comes to, to Saturday. I'm sure the question will be asked today at the press conference about Matthew Pennington and how he's getting on. Um, 
but fingers crossed that extra couple of days will, will just have given him that time that he needs to kind of be back and be available again. Good to hear, good to hear. Uh, time for an advert. The Shrews Views podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Kettle and Toaster Man, where you can go get all your appliances, kitchen and for the rest of your household, um, all in one place. So you can either go into the store on Thorns Road in Briley Hill, or if you want to go online and have a bit of a browse around, head over to the thekettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Right, oh, we're just going to have a look at a few sort of news pieces, pieces that you've done over the, the last week. And we'll start with one that's that's gone out today on the back page of the Shropshire Star. Start fans, get out there and pick up a pick up a paper. Um, talking about how he can see similarities between the, the current Shrewsbury crop um, and the previous sides of their promotions. Well, he's had promotions with Cheltenham, Bristol, Notts County. Um, my first thought is, if you're a Salop player reading that, that's got to give you some confidence booster at the moment. You know, confidence is already riding high, but if you get in, and, and I imagine, not that it, he's a tough one to get praise out of, but Steve Cottrell's like an old school manager. To hear that from him, given the sides that he's managed, you know, that Bristol City side was very good. The Notts County side was was also very good. To hear that is, um, it's got to be a, a huge, huge boost for, for Salop players. Yeah, yeah, you would have thought so. You would definitely have thought so that, you know, he's got quite a, got an incredibly um, good footballing CV, hasn't he, Steve Cottrell? So to, to to hear the kind of praise that he is he's heaping on the players must give them an awful lot of confidence. Um, they are, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? And it doesn't surprise me. Um, there are things in there that he's kind of, like little, little, little differences that he's kind of pointed out from the sides that he had. That kind of got promoted when he was manager, you know, the kind of, I'd have to read the story again, but just from memory, I think he pointed out just kind of like squad size and uh, and other bits and pieces like that. But th- there's no doubt that these players have got a tremendous attitude. There is no doubt about that at all, um, anywhere, um, really. So they have got a tremendous attitude uh, and they will always give 100%. And I don't think there's any egos in there. Um, you know, they're, they're, they seem like a real honest bunch. Um, and, and that's not always the case, is it? That is not always the case in football. Um, so, you know, good on them. Uh, and, you know, that that should give them an extra lift, but I'm not sure they need an extra lift at the moment with the way they're absolutely flying. So, um, so yeah, but it, but it's interesting. It really is interesting that, 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 that the town boss can see those similarities between, between the Shrewsbury town side and squad that he's got together now and, and uh, other squads that he's been you know extremely successful with in the past on a just a, a couple of other ones as well um killian phillips was talking last week about how he's loving life at, at shrewsbury town and, and yeah. we've got a question on the on on the loans um from yeah. one one of the salop fans but yeah he's really hit the ground running phillips and the success of the loan players this season has been it's been phenomenal, really. It's it's like it's like nothing I've really seen at Shrewsbury before, and I'm sure some Salop fans will correct me. But when you get a group of what is it six Salop have got on loan, five or six, something like that, yeah. It's five. very rare. It's very rare that the majority of them go on and have, you know, do really well. And you look at the players that Salop have signed on loan, and you know, take out Julian De Costa, who's now gone back to to Coventry and then off to off elsewhere. You know, they've all done really well. And to hear that from, from Phillips as well, the fact that he's loving life at Shrewsbury and, and he's really grasping his opportunity in Shropshire. It was a brilliant interview, actually, Kelly and Phillips. See, the, 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 the club do do their kind of bit with the radio and they put that stuff out. And then and then I go after, the after and I switch the cameras off at that stage. 
And um, uh, yeah, so I said to Killian, <laughs> it's quite funny, says, you go absolutely mental all like during the game. I was like, why is that? Because he, he went nuts when he scored, but he doesn't just go crazy then. He, he, he kind of goes nuts when he puts a challenge in, but he, he just looks like he's absolutely loving it out there. And I asked him, I says, what's that down to? And, and, you know, that's where he kind of came out with those kind of quotes that he just loves playing football and it's, he's achieving like a childhood dream to to be playing, you know, football for a club like Shrewsbury Town. I think on Saturday there was over eight and a half thousand people there and he was just absolutely relishing the moment of, you know, playing in front of, of such a big audience of people. And, you know, fair play to him, to be honest, fair play to him. Um, he said he's from a council estate in council estate in Calbarrick, I think he said, uh, in Dublin. And, you know, it was either get in trouble or or play football. And he's he's playing football for Shrewsbury at the moment. And he's doing a he's doing a very good job of it. So, you know, that's really pleasing, really pleasing. He's been excellent. He's really, really has been excellent since he came in. He's got so much energy. He's so powerful. You don't look at him like when you stood next to him. I stood next to him on Saturday and you don't think, oh, my God. This guy's an absolute monster, but when you watch him play, he's just, he's box to box, so athletic. He's such an athlete uh, and he has been an absolutely terrific addition um, since since he came in in January. So, yeah, really nice quotes from him. Um, nice for him to get his first goal and, and hopefully he can, he can kind of get some uh, consistency and he can keep it up because, you know, he really has set the bar high. Um, and it's nice to hear people talk that kind of that emotionally. He called, he referred to football as I just like to play ball. And I was like, that's nice. Um, so. Sounds yeah. quite American, that, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like to play ball. Well, if you listen to Killian Phillips talk you know, in his thick Irish accent. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, it was a really nice interview, actually. I, it was one of my probably favourites since I've done the job. He was just so, so kind of just overwhelmed at, what he's doing and I was just like fair play fair play Killian yeah it's what you it's what you like to hear from from players and in interviews another one Taylor Moore spoke I think it was the previous week or a few days before um, about how he's found a home at Shrewsbury and that was a another really nice thing to read from a from a lone player he's been key for Shrewsbury since he came mm-hmm. in from Bristol City you know he's played at the back he's played in midfield he's played the majority of the games this season um, and the fact that he says he's found a, a home in Shropshire and we've got a question about keeping loan players on. I think Moore's one that, that is out of contract back at Ashton Gate in the summer. Um, but f- to hear that as well, for, it'd be interesting, you know, to, from a management point of view and from a staff point of view, when you hear that, you must take a little bit of pride in that, that you've brought a loan player in and he's settled, not yeah. just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Taylor Moore has been, has been an excellent addition. Um, I did ask him actually about the fact that He's now playing, he spent the majority of his time playing at right wing back. And I asked it, and then I was like, I'll oh, just add into that. I realised that you probably are going to play at centre-back on Saturday because of Tom Flanagan's suspension. Um, but he has, he has, he's kind of found a, he's found a home at right wing back. Um, and I think he's done pretty well in that job. He's, he's probably not your, your pacey right wing back who's going to charge down the right and beat two men before getting a ball in. But what he is, is he's solid and he's reliable. And that's pretty much what you get with Taylor Moore. You know what you're going to get with him. Um, and yeah, I've been really impressed with him. I think he took a little bit of time to settle in, which is kind of understandable. But his quotes are really nice. I think he references um, a period of time that he spent on loan 
uh, other clubs um, and they've been challenging and potentially maybe like a difficult spell at Bristol City. So for him to come to town to play, I'd have to double check the amount of games, but there's not been many games where he's not actually started. Excuse me. Sorry, just yawning. Um, then he's not actually even sending myself off to sleep, Johnny. Um, oh, I'm enthralled. Don't worry, worry about that. You know, <laughs> man, you're not sending me off to I didn't go to bed till two o'clock after the game last night, but I'm, uh, I'm all in on this, mate. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So, so Taylor Moore. Yeah. He, um, it's been a nice, it's been a, it's, it was a nice interview and he's been, you know, he's somebody, he's another player that, you know, there's a lot of players in that team that I always look forward to speaking to because they're, 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 they're such polite, like they're such polite young men and, and fair, fair play to them for it because they're footballers at the end of the day and you don't always get that. I know it's a stereotype, but they are very approachable, very easy to talk to. And you want, you can't help, but when you're there and you watch them and you're at the training ground and you see the effort that they put in, you can't help but want them to be successful. You just want them to do well because you realise what like good blokes they are. Right, time for a, a couple of questions. Thanks for getting in touch, Salop fans. Uh, we've got one about loan players, which we'll come on to second. But first, we've got one from Tubes the Shrew. Uh, thanks for your question, Tubes. Uh, great name, isn't it? Yeah, great name. Uh, with the squad being stretched near breaking point, is it possible Steve Cottrell would look to the free agent market. There are still a few options who were released in January. Robbie Burton and Joe Ever uh, sorry, Joe Adams, both Wales under 21 centre midfielders. Zane Westbrook centre midfielder and Tyler Blackett left back. Now some <laughs> managers do 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 this all um going to the free agent market. Is it something that Steve Cotswold's mentioned at any time? I know in January it was a, a lot was made of budgets and stuff and the financials of the club, I suppose, even though players are out in the free agent market you've still got to fit them in a budget I suppose yeah um but yeah the budget is something that I'd say Steve has talked about quite a lot recently and yeah I, I don't know I don't know what the likelihood of that is uh perhaps if there is another injury or two that might be more likely but it's not something I am expecting to happen having said that just because I don't expect it doesn't mean it won't um but I suppose that's kind of my understanding of the situation is that the budget is tight. Um, so unless there is, I would have said, uh, the two central midfielders get injured and they're going to be out for a considerable amount of time. I don't know what the answer to that will be for town. Um, so that is a very good question. And maybe one that's worth maybe me putting to Steve Cottrell at some point, um, you know, about, about the free agent market. I mean, I suppose my interpretation of where they're at is that the budget is not endless and it's not probably won't allow them to bring too many more players in. That's not from any inside knowledge I have. It's just from obviously we ask Steve Cottrell about transfers all the time um, because that's what people are interested in. They want to know what new players are coming in. And to be fair to him, he answers the questions all the time, but he, he references the budget Um and I think I, I can imagine that he must get tired of us asking the same questions in a different way and him giving us the same answers. Um, but, you know, the situation is the situation and that's that's where Shrewsbury are at at the moment. And I don't think it's necessarily an exact science with regards to how much money they might have spare if it came to a free agent. I know that Steve Cottrell is an incredibly um, diligent and hardworking manager that, that puts so much time into it. So... 
if it was an option, he would definitely be looking at it. There is, he, he notices every kind of, he, he kind of looks into every single fine detail um, when it comes to things. So there is absolutely no way that he just wouldn't have thought about it, you know. So if it was an option, then, you know, Steve Cottrell would be, would have been on it two months before we thought about it. Um, I, I can kind of tell you that for sure. Second question comes from STFC underscore Nathan. Thanks for your question. This is on the loan players. Do any of any of you think our five loan players, Philip Sadie Street, Winchester, Moore, will sign permanently? And if so, who? Now, I think we've looked at this previously, haven't we? Um, oh, I think Moore and Winchester, or more certainly, I think Winchester's also out of contract at Sunderland in the summer. Um, yeah, I'm Winchester sure. is out of contract. Yeah. I, I bumped into him at a thingy and he and I was just chatting to him and he he mentioned the fact because I think his family Carl Winchester's family still live in Ireland um at the moment and he mentioned that that he's out of contract at Sunderland at the end of the at the end of the year. Yeah. Can you see can you see Cotswold potentially going and try and try and get one of one of those, if not two of them in the summer, I suppose, given how well they've done at Salop and, and that they're out of contract, I suppose Shoesby would probably be one of the front runners for him to, to get them permanently, you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, the honest answer to the question is I don't know. Uh, we're not at that stage yet where I suppose the free agents are different. I don't know. The, I mean, wages play a part. You know, if you co- if you know you've got someone who's on championship wages, they're at champ- yeah. both championship clubs. You know, are they going to want to take a cut? You, I suppose yeah, because at the moment they're probably yeah. You know, the without actually. Hard. Yeah. I don't. We don't know this, and we're all speculating here. So let's just make that clear. But you would probably imagine that between, I don't know, say Taylor Moore, for example, that you know Bristol City and and, and Shrewsbury, they probably have some kind of arrangement in place. And you know, if if Taylor's contract was to come to an end um, at Bristol, and he would just he would decide, would he that would that be something that he'd be happy with? Who knows. I don't know. We're not we're not party to those conversations, yeah. and probably rightly so. You know, it's not it's not really um, our place to kind of know those exact details. But all I can say is that you know, if there's just, if there's something there to report on, or there's some information that we we kind of find out, then we'll try and try and um, try and bring it to you. But yeah, it's it's it, it, the honest answer is I don't know. It'll depend, and it'll probably depend a lot on the player. Uh, um, I would have I would have thought. Um, but I, I would expect from my experience of watching them this year and how kind of well that they've played and the performances that they've put in, that there'll be no shortage of want from Shrewsbury. That's for sure. Um, but whether they can get the deal done financially or not, that's that's something that remains to be seen that, that, I, that I'm not. It's not as simple as, oh, you did well on loan. I'll come back. I'm going to come back and sign for you now on a on a free transfer. There's more. There's more to it than that. And there will be other clubs interested because Shrewsbury have had a good season. So other clubs will other other clubs will be kind of vulturing around and thinking, right, okay, well they've had a good season. He played well and he played well. So so yeah, we'll have him. Um, so we're just going to have to see. It's going to have to see how how it pans out when when we kind of get closer. I'd like to think there might be one or two of the the, the loan signings that come through on permanence, but the, the god's honest truth is, we don't know. Yeah, uh, just having a look on the others. Killian Phillips is, is under contract at Crystal Palace until 2024. But from what I can read on Sadian Street, and this might be wrong, you know, this is just one of the websites where I sort of find a lot of contract information that Sadian Street are, are both out of contract in the summer, which surprises me. Um, 
I know at Bournemouth, Sadie's was thought quite up under previous manager Scott Parker, who's given the nod in in um, in the Carabao Cup earlier earlier this season. You know, if they could keep one of them, certainly Sadie, I suppose, given the goals that he scored this season and how crucially he has been, um, that would be quite exciting. I suppose, like we said, it all remains to be seen. But if if Salah yeah. out of that five, if Salah could maybe keep two or three, that'd be a a really good, you know, return from from the loan players that they've had. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I don't know, it's an interesting one. I'll have to double check that on um, Sadie and Street being out of contract. I didn't think they were. No, I didn't think they were, but from the only information I can find, whether this is not relevant, this is not actually fully up to date information. It's, yeah, contract, contract that expires June 2023. Um, could be, could be, could be wrong. I'll chase it up. I'll chase it up and um, we'll see where we're at with it. Um, but, it, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Um, it's certainly an interesting one. Um, Christian Sadie has been brilliant for town. He's been such an influential. He's probably got a little bit quieter in recent weeks, but for the vast majority of this season, he has been ultra consistent for a young player and he has offered so much. So, um, yeah, he would be a great addition permanently. And you'd like to think at some point next season, you've also got pretty much two brand new signings when you get Dan Udo and George Nurse back as well. So yeah. yeah, thanks for your questions, Salad fans. As always, get them in. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. So if you haven't got one in this week and you've got one that you want to ask our man Westbury, do uh, do get in touch on social media. Right, finally, just before we wrap up, Ollie will be heading to the northwest on Saturday, as will Salad for the trip to Accrington Stanley. Um, struggling a little bit this season, Stanley, I think they're third from bottom. Um, given Salad's form, oh, I suppose the form book points to a, a Shrewsbury win. Um, would say nice to get back to winning ways, but it's only been a few few days since you you last won and you six wins or five six wins on the bench. But um, mm. you, you backs out to go up there, given the given the current form and and take three points. I know football's not played on, yeah. on form and, and sometimes and different things can happen on the day, but I'm sure Cotswold and his men will be be confident of getting it there. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, they'll go up and they'll take them on and go go head on together the two teams and kind of you know put put in put in a perform try and do the best to put in a performance you you would have thought that Shrewsbury would be probably a favorites given their form and given their league position but Accrington have already beaten Shrewsbury once this year um albeit kind of part only really due to the fact that Flanagan was wrongly sent off but they have beaten um town this season so that was an in so it, it it'll be a tough game every every we, we talk uh, we talk in the press box and 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 the one of Johnny Drake who works at the for the club he always says to me because we we often end up sitting next next to each other he always says any point away from home is a good point uh, I probably agree with him um, to a degree it'd be nice to win but I don't think you can come away f- you, you can leave an away game having got a point and be too be too disheartened by that because you know um so it'll be a tough game and you know we'll see we'll see where we get to with that but fingers crossed they can go in and put a good performance in in fact i'm not even bothered if they put a good performance in just want to win all about all about victories at this stage of the season there you go salad fans well the winning run had to come to an end at some point but it isn't all bad eighth in the playoff eighth in the league and still with the shout of the playoffs, some good sides in there, but South will put themselves right in the mix. And could it really be a memorable end 
to the campaign with that final stretch probably just over the horizon at the moment we shall see thank you very much for listening to shrew's views as always we'll be back in a couple of weeks time hopefully reporting on another another couple of wins so until next time from me and all goodbye